Donut Group, Judy speaking. Can I speak to Danny, please? May I say who's calling? Yeah, it's Joey Jingola. I'm sorry, could you say that again? Yeah, Joey Jingola. Okay, can you hold for a minute? Yes, thank you. Thank you for holding. This is Danielle. Yeah, this is Joey Jingola. Hi, how are you? Good, how are you doing? I'm doing well, thanks. This is insurance in your own words from the people who are living and breathing it every day and are struggling to figure out where this industry is going and what they need to do to stay ahead. Hosted by me, Joey Jingola. Let's get into it. would be both jumping into marketing and jumping jumping into the insurance space. So not only learning how to market and understanding who the target market is and building strategy around marketing, but then also learning about insurance and learn, so learning the product that I'm marketing. It's kind of something we're always afraid of. And that was my good friend, Danny Kimball, over at the O'Neill Group in Wadsworth, Ohio, talking about two of her biggest challenges, not only entering the insurance industry kind of brand new, but also in some capacity, in a more official capacity, the marketing kind of industry as well too. And two things, right? So I think the interesting thing that you know, I, I hear often, right, is that, you know, and we have a terrible habit of doing this in the industry across the board, um, is, is that we feel that there's some sort of prerequisite kind of amount of time that you have need to have spent in the industry to validate your dealings within it. And uh, I've always found that to be curious. Um, you know, much like I've heard from time to time, oh, that well, they need to know insurance to be able to market it. And okay, maybe it helps, maybe it does, maybe it doesn't. Maybe if they don't, maybe it's an entirely different thing. Maybe it's an entirely new spin on something that the person that didn't have that experience can bring to the table. Maybe it's that fresh set of eyes from a different industry that's going to approach it in a way that maybe some of us just plain old boring insurance folk would have never really thought to and I kind of I mean personally I enjoy getting outside of the industry as much as I possibly can to try and bring different things back in and I don't know that you know my experience in it you know is uh you know I mean it helped I mean so there's a learning curve right yes you need to know some of the things but if you have the if you have so this is going out to anybody that is you know considering thinking possibly wanting or needing somebody to maybe assist with such marketing endeavors however you feel that they need to have this mythical amount of time spent in the industry before they might be ready willing or able to do something i feel like that is something that we just need to move past because one all you might be doing is just getting a bunch of recycled bad ideas. And two, um, you know, it's not going to be that challenging to, you know, catch somebody up to speed of like, well, here's some basics and these are the things that you're going to need to know. Now, obviously insurance is a very knowledge, you know, intensive sort of thing. I'm stating very obvious things here. Don't mind me. The, the trick though is, is, 
can that person um, figure out a way to pull that out of the agency, right? Because the knowledge already exists within the agency. That's not the problem. That's never been the problem. It's how are you going to amplify it? Uh, so my role, I focus a lot on client communications. So within our own client base and then also direct marketing to prospects. I work really closely with the sales team and the producers of the agency, but it frees them up in a way where I'm kind of creating the, the direct campaigns and the marketing pieces that will go out to some of their prospects to kind of deliver our message and our brand and have those direct call to actions to get them in the door. And then the sales team can focus on the more, I'd say the more traditional sales approach of cold calling and drop-ins and things that are still delivering results for us. So I'd say it's amplified the ability to reach a prospect. Imagine that, letting your salespeople do salespeople things. It's crazy. I mean, how dare you? No, I mean, so obviously, right, so I had asked Danny the question, you know, what do you think your presence being the, you know, kind of leader, the driver, the force, the, the captain, the pilot of the marketing endeavors within the agency, what does that allow you, you know, what does that allow, how does that ripple down, right? What is that chain reaction that happens because other people in the agency don't have to spend an inordinate amount of time focusing on it. And that's just it, right? It's, hey, let's let's let the salespeople do the sales type things and let, you know, me worry about, you know, driving these these things forward in a way that, you know, maybe you might never you might have never gotten to on your own, right? Because I'm here that I can do this 24/7. I can devote majority of my brain to such activities and you can devote 90% of your brain, you being your the salesperson, your brain, to doing salesperson type things like, you know, um, just randomly swinging by, you know, a big time prospect that you're hoping might be, you know, um, enjoying your insurance cup of tea. I don't know where this is going. Um, you get the point, right? You, you, you can be doing something a little bit more individualized the salesperson can be doing salespeople things and this is i mean again more obvious statements here but it's it's the idea that you're allowing you're giving up that control to award yourself the freedom to do the things that you maybe i mean i'm, I'm assuming you want to be the salesperson and maybe i'm maybe i apologize this might be insensitive of me of of kind of depicting of kind of you know graphically depicting a scenario in which maybe a one-man shop might just not be in a position to really have any time in the near future. So my apologies for that horrifically vulgar depiction of something that is maybe not necessarily all that close. My apologies. I didn't mean it. It's not. I didn't. Don't take it personally. I'm just saying for those in a position, those agencies that are looking to maybe take this step, and I think you know for those individuals, you know, for those one man shops, those two man shops for the people that if you are saying to yourself, Joey, you're insane. This is ridiculous. I don't know why I'm listening to this podcast. I can't hire a direct mar a dedicated marketing person. That's absurd. What in the, why would you even think 
that that could be something that my agency could do. Uh, I'm not saying that, you know, maybe, you know, a full-time living, breathing human being doing marketing inside the four walls of your agency is something that needs to happen. But the idea, the concept of we're going to let somebody, probably preferably a living, breathing human being, take something, whether it's existing, whether that person lives within inside the four, not lives, but shows up inside the four walls of your agency is I think optional, but a person that is doing things, thinking things that might allow salespeople to not do those same thinking things so they can do more, uh, you know, non-thinking sales, just you get, they can go do the sales thing, right? So that's the concept, right? It's not necessarily, it doesn't need to be a full person, full body. And, And so here's the other tendency, here's the other temptation, right? Because well, tell me you haven't thought this or even uttered it aloud once or twice. It's, well, if we got a marketing person in the building, if they've got a desk, if they're sitting here, if we can see them living and breathing, well, they can do this and that. And why not? They can like an envelope, right? They could probably like an envelope, put a stamp on it and maybe put a label on it. And that's the that's just the slipperiest of slippery slopes that leads you to landing on a double-edged sword because it just... Where does it end, my friend? Where does it end? Because then what is left for, you know, I mean, what is left? What is, I mean, you've just, you've just now degraded and polluted that beautiful marketing oasis into envelope licking. And oh boy. So that is, all right. I mean, we kind of went on a little tangent, but Getting back on course here, I think what we're saying is, is depending, regardless, I don't think it matters where your agency is at. It's about, it's it's more about the idea of freeing up brain power to not do something in those those the, that realm. So I guess if it's going to be a dedicated person, just let it be, just just let it be a dedicated person, because you know no one needs to unnecessarily lick envelopes. Now maybe part of if it's a direct mail campaign, maybe that marketing person should lick an envelope or two. I get it. I'm sure there's like people that like service. It feels like it's service. You know, somebody that's just their dream job is just to taste whatever that adhesive is. And they've built a whole business around it. That's gotta be a business, right? If not, there you go. I mean, if nothing else, you now have a new business idea. You are welcome. Envelope licking business is RS. And so that's the thing that, we need to be careful, be cautious of is, you know, the people that are bringing the people into the business, into the agency, into the four walls, not abusing it and just polluting it to something that it's not. And for those that refuse or are unable to or unwilling, at least adopt the concepts that, you know, this person uh, can help free up a brain power, free up brain space for everybody else involved. Because when that happens, you then might be able to focus on maybe the next level and just really dig in on the overall experience. And then from a client communications perspective, we still do print newsletters, we do welcome kits, we do a few different things to really stay in front of them, whether it's like a client appreciation event or referral campaign of some sort. And not having, you know, the producers spending time in that area, or not just the producers, the administrative staff as well, allows them to kind of focus on the other things, but allows me to also be creative with how we're creating that client experience, improving that client experience through all those different mediums. 
See, doesn't that sound fun? I mean, that's definitely something that your producer is not going to be thinking of. It's, I mean, honestly, you'd be lucky to get as far as I need to send an email to these people when, and that is, so yes, it's just such a different, it's just such a different dynamic, right? And I, th- I think that's, you know, that is the, that's the interesting, that's the appealing, that's the, that's the compelling part of it is, there is a whole nother level of experience that, you know, rarely gets touched, thought of, looked at, uh, uncovered because you're too busy, even just if it is floating, just the stuff in general, right? It's, it's, you're lucky if that stuff is, if you've got your head above water on those things and that, that there is just something that does not allow for that experience to develop, to, to find its own thing, to find its voice, and then for your agency to deliver it to the people that desperately need and want it. And again, that's simply achieved by allowing somebody to spend a majority, a vast majority of their day, not just thinking about it, but creating it and executing on it. And yes, the marketing that they do create inside of that experience is going to largely be part of what dictates it and how they feel and interact with your agency. But it is very necessary to the process. It is part of the thing that I'm, I just, I would like to, I'd be interested in putting a per- percentage. I don't know. I don't know how we would ever have this stat. There is no Elias Sports Bureau for insurance, although I feel like there should be. There we go. We've got envelope licking as a business, the Elias Sports Bureau for insurance, or maybe even just niche industries. If we want to say two business ideas, I think I think we've accomplished what we need to accomplish today. I, I have nothing left. The point though is, is that as you're getting somebody into marketing, right? As you're as you're potentially warming up to the idea that maybe somebody else needs to be involved and maybe they don't need to be selling all the time to do it maybe opens up a whole different set of possibilities for what your agency can do and how they can communicate to the people that you currently serve and the people that you haven't even found yet. This might be possibly, and this is a stretch, the weirdest thing that I've ever thought of to actually verbally say to you during this time. And I think we might possibly be approaching a, a point of reality where this is feasibly possible. And that is, I would, I'm curious if, if it hasn't already happened, when it will start to happen, the day that parents start to get uh, shamed for their lack of engagement on like social media posts that their children going back to find about them more specifically something as big as like announcing their life to the world you know i can see because we just did this uh spoiler for everybody that doesn't isn't connected with me on facebook or instagram or whatever uh baby jingle number four on the way uh yeah i don't know but uh put that up you know in that zone of like hey we're gonna tell the world that this thing's happening and um i can just see a scenario in which my my now unborn daughter looks up the post and says, hey, you know, listen, dad, um, you only, you were telling people that I'm going to be like a real human being and you only got eight, you, you only know 80 people 
that like this thing, what kind of family am I coming into? You know, that's, that's it. You'll have 80 people in your life that care that I'm going to be a human being. I can just see that. <laughs> I can just see that happen. Can't you? Isn't that a thing that's going to happen at some point? I mean, hopefully she doesn't find this podcast and then, then go find the post and then it's just a whole big mess. I'm curious. I'm curious. One, if you are, you know, about, I would say maybe 10 years older than me, um, maybe not 10, five or seven. Uh, I mean, social media has been around long enough, but I'd be curious if, if you've had any of your the people that have kids that are teenagers ish, you know, 11, 12, if they've gone and, and done like, Hey, I wonder how many people cared that I was going to be alive moment and they actually brought it up to you joey at agencynation.com please tell me this has happened i want this to have happened really more than anything that i've ever asked you in my entire life so if it has let me know um and i think i think it'd be fun while we're waiting for that to happen if you haven't yet feel free head on over to agencynation.com slash newsletter uh go ahead and grab the as uh i believe ryan likes to call it the most dynamic newsletter in the industry and that's something we've made up but we think it's pretty accurate so feel free agencynation.com slash newsletter uh come spend sunday morning with me and we'll have a good time i think you know whatever it'll be fun agencynation.com slash newsletter